I've never seen that owl before. <laughs> Episode 50 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. This is Brian. I'm Kara. And this is a special podcast because this is the one that matches my age. I'm actually 50 years old. You'd think we'd have this great celebration topic for you today, but alas, we do not. Well, it's not my birthday. No, I'm saying it's episode 50. That's a milestone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, nah. Nah. We didn't have time. We're too busy. <laughs> Although today did feel a little slower because we took a minute. Uh, I mean, we it wasn't like this the kind of hectic kind of day that we've had before, but we were both very busy all day. Yeah. Well, I kind of lounged in bed for a little bit because I knew the rest of the week was going to be... I wouldn't be able to do it, so... Yeah, and we need downtime. you got to have some downtime where you go nuts and burn out. Yeah. And I was so tired because I was not ready to wake up at 4.30. Sorry. (laughs) I didn't want to do it. (laughs) Yeah, we normally get up very, very early here, and we go to... Well, she goes to bed early, but I don't need as much sleep as she does, so I tend to stay up a little bit, and I'm still trying to figure out like the appropriate time, like a habit of going to bed at the appropriate time for me, but I haven't mastered it. Sometimes I'm okay. Other times I'm not, but that's okay. (laughs) Well, until you're cranky and falling asleep at every second. Yeah. Well, not at every second, but in the evening, like (laughs) just after dinner or watching TV and the day catches up with me and I shouldn't be tired by then, but it's just the sleep deprivation stacked up over time. It's all about a schedule, folks. If you have a certain bedtime, then it makes it a little easier, I find. But yeah, because your, your body is meant to be in a rhythm. Back when I worked third shift, people used to tell me that, you know, human beings weren't meant to be nocturnal. We can't do third shift. It's like, that's not true. We just need to be in some kind of 24-hour cycle that is the same every day. And it can be anything. The problem with third shift is that Nobody respects your downtime. Like when you come home, I would come home at like eight o'clock in the morning and I'd sleep till three or four, but nobody respected that. Everybody would bother me. If there's a, if there's work outside construction or something, then you got that problem. You got to put blinds on the windows to keep the light out so you can sleep. But once you got a rhythm down and you got every day the same, it was fine. The trick was that I stayed up every night, even my nights off. Some people I knew would try to like do stuff during the day on their days off and they just throw their rhythm completely off and they'd be a mess later. They were always tired. Then here I am working from home, completely able to master my own evening schedule and I'm still not getting it right. I don't think you ever will. <laughs> no, I don't think it's in me. No. But let's talk about the, the, the farm because it's a farm podcast. We've got a very big summer ahead of us. We've had so much rain and and we've still had a bunch of warm days and cold days. So we've had to get shoe spikes. Like, I don't know what yours are called, but it's like a rubber web that you like stretch over your boot. And she has the kind that I used to wear when I would go running. I'd put them over my running shoes in the winter so I didn't slide on the ice. And I bought yak tracks because we'd never tried them before. So we basically got the tried and true ones and we experimented with the yak tracks. 
And I think I prefer the Act Tracks. I think we're going to get you some of those. Okay. Although, if the ones you're wearing are okay. They seem fine. I finally remembered to put them on today. So. They really do matter. They make a big difference walking around on ice. Yeah. The only problem is you have to be mindful that you're wearing them because, first of all, when I walk out in front, that's where people park to go into the farm shop. So if I'm walking along and I'm just fine, I have to remember I am wearing yak tracks. If someone else is not, they could slip. So remember to put your sand out and and salt if that's appropriate. Yeah. But the sand is much better for traction. And, of course, you know... Walking around the farm with those things, if you go into a building that you're cleaning, you got to be careful because you're you've got metal items on your feet, so you got to be careful what you stand on. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, and yours are more aggressive than mine. Bad enough that the shovel created ruts in the. We have wooden floors in our buildings for the animals, so. Using a shovel with a metal, metal tooth, edge. basically. Uh, it scraped up all the paint in the duck house, basically. Kara got the bright idea of using a snow shovel to clean up the buildings. And well, it was no, that, that's not why I would... No, that wasn't the purpose of the snow shovel. But we started using the snow shovel. I don't. I can't lift it. So the snow shovel was to move the bedding on the outside down. Like, we had piled up some stuff from last year because I didn't know what to do with it. And Oh, that was, you were just using it instead of a pitchfork? I was moving moving it down the hill into the compost pile instead of on the yard area. Gotcha. That's what the shovel was All for. Right. So the shovel was back there, and I just, I thought that's what you were using it for. But that's what I used it for. And yeah, it works I great. because have the strength to do that. It works great because you can chip up, especially in winter, you can chip up the frozen you know, mm. duck poo and stuff. But it's it's a problem. It's got a metal edge on it, and it eventually we, mm. we noticed it was taking out the paint. So I bought another snow shovel that has no metal part. It's just plastic. And that's nicer on the floor, but it's kind of after the fact now. Like, I'm not doing it further damage, but I've already scraped up a yeah. chunk of paint. I mean, they already had to be repainted, but now it's even more of a necessity, especially the duck house, because there's nothing protecting that wood floor. I think it would have been easier if you'd been able to paint it over the summer, but you couldn't because we didn't have, like, we didn't have three days to string together that were dry. Painting, we've talked about this before, but painting that duck house means you could do a certain amount that you're absolutely confident will dry today so you can put the ducks to bed. Yeah, it has to be able... You have to start super early, like as soon as you let them out, and get a... Like clean everything out and put a coat down because it has to dry and the... you got to find a paint that has less fumes, like less odors because it's not good for your ducks breathing. So... The end result is that she limits, she's limited in what she can do because she has to have everything completely finished in a day. So she doesn't paint all of it. She doesn't do all the coats. She doesn't do all the things that she'd normally do. If we could leave that building empty for a day or two or, or a few days, she'd paint all over the place, probably do it in one day. Yeah. And it'd be fine. But because we have animals living in there, we have to be safe. So we have to be very modest 
and we didn't have enough time in the summer. There's, I don't think there was a physical window where you could have done it. No, it was either baking or it was raining. And you can't, I mean, if you're inside, sure, you can paint in the rain, but it will never dry. Yeah. So, yeah. I think there probably were a few windows of time where it could have been done, but you were working. Like, it, those windows don't come up when you have free time. They come up while you're, you have a deadline for something, or she has an order she has to, to bake, or something else is going on. So it doesn't match up with your ability to do anything about it. And if we had magical knowledge of when the dry days would be, she probably could have done one coat. And then, like, two weeks later, she maybe could do one more coat <laughs> on a random day. So there's just, there's just no way to get it done. If that's going to be the regular way that the summers are, then we're going to have to learn how to strike while the iron is hot and, and work around it. But we were so shocked that there was so much rain. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. So we'll see what next year brings us. But we have a lot going on. As mud season comes in, I'm going to go out there. We're going to expand the farm a little bit. I'm going to get a bunch of, like, there are these three feet long wooden stakes that you can put in the ground to mark things off and put string between them if you're, if you're building something. And I'm just going to, never mind the string, I'm just going to put the stakes down where I want fence during mud season. So I'm going to get a bunch of them, and I'm going to go all the way down the hill and We'll see what we think we can expand. I can, I can plan out a fence or a couple fences. The idea is that we're going to strike down. We're going to go with Kara's method. We're going to push through some of the thicker vegetation uh, to give the goats some more forage. Because they'll love it. And it'll keep them busy and off the hay. <laughs> yeah. And we're thinking another thing we'd like to do in the front we're going to extend the fence a little bit and put the fence, I guess, on the other side of those bushes or trees or whatever they're called. I don't know. I keep debating about it. We'll see. That might not be next summer. I don't know. We'll have to see. I go back and forth. Like, I want a garden, but am I going to have time for a garden? So let's, I don't, I don't we know. We can still make plans for the garden. We can make plans for it, but that's cleared. not a priority. Yeah, I want to have that front yard cleared this summer and open for all possibilities. And I'd like to get another Shelter Logic storage building for hay. So that's so that we can store a lot more and not use the garage. Yeah. So that's, Although we did have a visitor in our hay storage. Oh, yeah, we should talk about that. I think that was this week. Wasn't it this week? Maybe it was 15 years <laughs> I don't ago. Remember. Maybe it was 5,000 years ago in the dinosaur times or something. It was something. like forever ago. I still got to email my mom a video of it. Not that she can really open videos anyway. Cause... By the way, for those of you who are frustrated, I know that 5,000 years ago was not the dinosaur times. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like it. I feel like, I feel like we bought this farm in the dinosaur times. Yeah. I mean, we got dinosaurs. There are little chickens running around. That's technically true. I was, I was I was working on something, wasn't I? Yeah, you were in the back with everyone, and I was inside working, doing something, but the dogs just kept barking at 
something. I thought they were barking at the neighbor, to be honest, because that's normally what they're doing. Yeah, if the neighbors come out, the dogs bark. I'm thinking of maybe putting a privacy fence just so the dogs don't see them. Rather than not wanting to see the neighbors looking at us, I, I want to protect the neighbors from our dogs seeing them and yapping. Yeah, because we got the little dogs, so they just constant bark, 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 bark. Yeah, me, 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 me. yeah so it's a problem. And, and also, people walk down the road, and they bark at them, too. So it's not unusual to hear barking, but I guess that was there must have been a tone that was different. It was definitely a tone. It was like there's something here that they were very upset about. And, and we've I never heard out. them. We've never heard them alert like that before. No, normally, I still haven't. Normally, it's like the ducks or the chickens will alert you if something's around. We don't have a rooster, but the ducks do alert if there's danger. Like if there's an eagle above, their tone is very different. The goats and sheep don't really care. Their only tone is if one of them gets left behind and is lonely then they get upset but that's that's different there's not predator for them so scotland was he's more beagle-ish i guess is the term beagle-ish is that it? i don't know it is now it is this now but he was the he's, most persistent of the barks and he so i looked out the window the door and i'm like what are you doing dude and he's barking at the shelter logic building. I'm like, is there someone behind it that he's bringing at? Because that's, because our neighbors are right there. So sometimes they're out there with their dogs, but no, he's actually barking at the shelter logic. I'm like, all right, now I gotta go find out what's going on. And my biggest fear was that <laughs> this is my New York thinking, I guess. I don't know. I don't know where it com comes from or living in New Jersey. So my thought was, well, what if there's some dew curled up in there because you thought this would be a warm spot to sleep for a day? <laughs> That's my thought. <laughs> so I was prepared. I didn't bring a weapon or anything, but I was prepared to be like, no, and get out. Get out of my house. So I slowly opened up. It's, it's like, a zipper. You unzip the left side. So I slowly opened it up, and I looked in at first. I looked on the ground because that's where I thought maybe something would be because I thought it would be a human. I don't know why my mind goes there. It's like worst-case scenario, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But then I looked up, and I just see this big eye staring back at me. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> It was an owl. It was like not your normal little owl. It was what was the. You know, what do you mean a normal little owl? I mean, you see these cute little videos with little owls flying and looking around, but this guy was ginormous. It was the great horned owl. Is that gray? Yeah, he's a horned owl. Yeah. Horned owl. So. The little ears are perked up, and it was just staring right back at me. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll be right back. Because <laughs> I didn't know what to do. <laughs> what do you do? Because an owl will take a duck or chicken. I know some people are like, no, they won't. Uh, if they're hungry enough and it's there, 
Yeah, they will. She believes that anything will get her ducks and chickens. Well, yeah, because I worry so much about it. An owl's not going to take a peek in. It's much too large. Yeah, but we have chickens just a little ways over. Or Scotland. He's small and being rude to it, so... Uh, it could have taken Scotland out, let's be honest. You're being, was, you're being very generous to this owl. It was ginormous. Okay, so she texted me. <laughs> and I was like, all right, all right. I'm oh, no, I didn't have my phone. Otherwise, I would have pictures. I had to go back old school and go get him. What, did you? I did not have my phone. Oh, that's right. I must have been baking and had to step out. Because I didn't grab my phone. I would have had so many pictures of this thing. Oh, that's right. Because you, because I was like, why Why are you here? What, what's going on? Why are you coming to find me? This yeah. is unusual. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So an owl. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I already, it's already mixing with all the other events yeah, on the farm. It's a lot. <laughs> so I came around and... I figured, oh, what the hell? We should make a video. <laughs> you know, all these people on the internet, they, they video th like things in real time as they happen. I, I just took a peek in with the camera, with my phone going, and he was just sitting on top of the hay bales, just looking down at me. I mean, he was, he was perfectly comfortable. Uh, he, was, he was a normal-sized owl. He wasn't giant. No, he was big. That's the normal size of an owl. I've never seen that owl before. I don't know the normal size. They're not little parakeets. They're owls. They're birds of prey. Uh, so I said, oh, hi. <laughs> you can't stay here, but there's plenty of mice on the property. Knock yourself out. You know, you're welcome to them. And we just, I got Kara to come over. You know, we unzipped the front of the building. Because it's, it's, for those who don't know Shelter Logic, it's a metal frame that's spiked into the ground. And it's got a canvas cover on it with a big door in the front that you can zip up on both sides, roll it up. And that's what we did. And we just left it wide open and walked away. We tried to put the dogs away because the dogs were barking the whole time. And I was trying to wrangle the dogs and get them in the house, and he flew away. Or so, she. Or she. We don't know. Let's say she. Anyway, she flew away. And I, I didn't actually get the flying away on video. But I got a lot of other stuff on video and we put a, a video on TikTok for people to see. So if you look at our TikTok account, you can see the owl. I mean, it was huge. And if you saw the wingspan of this bird, because I saw it fly away, I'm like, holy moly. They are larger than, I guess, people expect, but that's the normal <laughs> size for an owl. But no, these <laughs> horned owls are bigger than those regular regular owls you see what other about. owls have you seen i haven't seen out and about while you're running errands <laughs> like we're at the store hey al how you doing i haven't seen any of those because i'm not nocturnal but these are bigger than your normal owls I yeah but say. it was it was an appropriately sized horned owl but how do you i mean how do you know because that's <laughs> She was a little bit freaked out, so she's making the thing bigger. But it was it was a it was a normal horned owl, mm -hmm. and hopefully it's out there in the woods helping us with our mouse problem, that because there nice. are there are mice and rodents that live in the woods that we're in a rural area, so well, that's a normal fact of life. 
There is one on our property I have now named Timmy. <laughs> so he's Tim a mouse rat. Because I'm not sure exactly. We're pretending that there's only one of them. <laughs> well, it has to be him. Because he comes out whenever it's street time. And he's like part of the family. <laughs> I mean, he waits a little bit. Because he doesn't want to get stampeded by the goats and sheep. But, um, yeah, he'll come out during the treats and grab some. So Kara, like, Dude. Kara has <laughs> these plastic bowls <laughs> Of uh, black oil sunflower seeds, and she's got a couple, like what, two or three containers? Uh, four because it has to feed eighteen goats, three sheep, and a lot of ducks and chickens. Yeah, but the the containers that you pour. Oh, two of those. Two of those, like and, the and cereal plastic containers. You throw your cereal in there so it doesn't get stale and close it up. That kind of thing. Yeah, like a plastic container, and then so I guess four. Four bowls. Of the big bowls. Yeah. And so she goes out, gets stamp she gets crowded by all the goats. That's ridiculous. And she desperately tries to put one of them down. Not in poo, but it never works out. Yeah, and once you put one down, a few goats are on that, and now your goat problem is less. And mm -hmm. every time you put a bowl down Except you have for Callan. Callan's on you the whole time? Yeah. Because yeah. he likes to eat from the little cereal containers. So I have to pour right. some in his mouth. <laughs> so she's she's desperately trying to do this, and then she takes the cereal containers and she just pours them on the ground for the for the, for birds. the, for the birds for the ducks and chickens. <laughs> and the idea is that the goats will be busy with the bowls at that point. But no. Yeah, the goats go to whatever's new. So so there's a whole big production that she does during the day while I'm logged in at work. And they know what time, treat time, is supposed yeah. to be. I mean, with the time changing and longer days coming, it gets a little later, and they get very upset about it. So Yeah, we'll come back from errands, and it'll be treat time, and they're all up by the fence, by the front gate. <laughs> Waiting. And mad at us. Not just the goats, mind you. The ducks are very judgmental and bossy yeah. about them as well. And Kara would come in and complain to me and be so mad that Timmy was just walking right up and taking some seeds. <laughs> and now she's accepted him. It's, yeah. it's happened enough times that she's like, all right, fine, this is a thing. We live, we have acres. We live out in the rural areas. So well, as long as you don't come in our house, I suppose. That's the barrier. That's I'll like, be cordial. 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 But I don't, if is, is it a mouse, is it a rat? I, I don't know. We're, we're refusing to speculate. Whatever. Because it's she's, big, but it's not huge. So I'm used to New York rats that are huge, yeah. but he's not, it could be a baby. I don't know. I don't so know. So it's, it's not like a New York rat. It's <laughs> not what you're thinking about from the movies or anything. It's, it, it's like a field mouse, but a little bigger. Oh, it's bigger than a field mouse. It's, yeah, but it's like a brown mouse. <laughs> rat pretty, pretty plain. I'm trying not to use the word rat because I know that it has connotations for you. Well, I know there's rats here because okay. I've seen a rat chase one of our chipmunks. So They're our chipmunks now? We, we love our little chipmunks. I mean, Alvin. All of the chipmunks on the property are, we pretend it's one <laughs> and his name is Alvin. Yeah. I mean, he's always around. He comes up on the back deck and hangs out for a while and... and I had read that chickens go after rodents sometimes, but apparently that is not true because the chicken was eating with Timmy. 
So, <laughs> no. Not Maybe a, we should get a rooster. Not a true thing. A rooster would definitely do something. Like, who who are you? You don't belong here. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they think they're part of the family. Hey, Timmy. Hey, Frank. <laughs> so if we ever get, like, bunnies, which I'm, we're not going to do, so don't no. worry. Don't worry. We're not. But good news is no one would bother them. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah. So it's... It's, we're on the couch, obviously. Castle is growling whenever someone annoys her, and Aberdeen's probably going to start snoring again pretty soon. Oh, she's on the floor snoring. Yeah, she she like leaves the couch, gets on the floor, and then sacks out. She's got so much trouble settling. Yeah. There's no one else that has that trouble in the house. Uh, it's just her. <laughs> he has the most trouble. That's why. I like I don't like going to bed with him because it takes him so long to just get comfortable. It's like, dude. Yeah, once we're ready to like <laughs> crash, it's like sleep time. It's like I and Kara's got to get up at yesterday at clock half yeah. the time, right? So she's like, it's my bedtime. I'm going to sleep, and I I, <laughs> I only have this many hours. So I have to sleep, so she will not have any shenanigans. No. But then if he decides, he'll pick the worst movie. Or if he doesn't go to bed right away, he'll pick some show that'll wake me up. What it? it was like a couple of weeks ago. There was some show you, there, the sound sounded like static. Like, you know, when you fall, I'm, I'm aging myself now. You fall asleep. And the TV is still on, and it turns into that snow. I think it was some kind of science fiction show. I can't remember which one. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> He's like, it's okay. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so there's certain sounds that bother her and certain that don't. And remember, we're camping out in the the living room. And there's definitely no Star Trek allowed during bedtime. So Because there's a lot of beep-boops, beep-boops. So she's talking about the original series, Star Trek, which is a lot of beep boops. Modern Star Trek, not as many beep boops. So it probably might be okay there. But but original Star Trek, the 1960s oh, thought the future would have so many beeps. And it's not just me that gets upset. Castle is the one who gets the most upset, and she's the one who wakes me up. So. Oh, anything that sounds vaguely like a smoke alarm, she's yeah. she's very upset about it. So it, it does become an issue because we're, as I said, we're camping out in the, the first floor right now while Kara works on the bedroom. She's painting the bedroom and she's pulling up the carpet and it's just like we're chipping away at it. And it's our house and we don't have to do it in any kind of timetable. Except I want it done now. You get to the point where you're like excited about a project and now so many weeks in you're like, all right, I'm done. Have you pulled up? You pulled up some of the carpet, right? Some, but then I got the bright idea. I need to paint first, so we're going. I finished the ceiling. I did one coat on the walls. I gotta do a second coat on the walls, and then I can start pulling the carpet. But I still gotta find flooring to replace this carpet, so that hasn't happened yet. And if I have time, I don't know when. <laughs> don't know. It's kind of neat because she's using the carpet that we want to get rid of. As tarp to protect the floor. <laughs> it's like, screw it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. 
But what did you find? You confirmed what's under, right? Like yeah, it's just the the subfloor. Subfloor. There's no there's no nice flooring. Like you're we're in a old house. You hope for those Y plank old school floors, but no. Someone and already took them out. Even when you do find real good hardwood floors, I've spoken to other people about like the carpet they've had in their houses. And sometimes you find those really wide boards that you physically cannot get anymore because they come from old growth forest. Mm -hmm. And some monster, some evil monster put carpet on those and stapled them a thousand times and just destroys boards that you can't get anymore. <laughs> I've spoken to more than one person who's pulled up carpet and like, Oh my God, that's hardwood. Oh my God. That's look at the width of those boards. Oh my God. It's like a crime. Why did you do this? <laughs> it's terrible. I do not understand the thought process behind that. Ever. Never put full length carpet anywhere. It's yeah. disgusting. So it's with mixed feelings that we find subfloor under that because we want to find hardwood in pretty good condition without too many staples. But we also don't want some like, beautiful hardwood floor that's been destroyed. Which Was it in, in Bath, in that house where you had to paint the floor? Oh, it was already painted. Which one Which one did you have to paint because it was too damaged? Oh, in our laundry room. Oh, the laundry room. Right, right, right. Yeah. That was here? Yeah. Okay. I had mm. to paint it. I took up the carpet. And That's the one with a thousand staples. There's we, still staples. I still step on one here and there. We and both worked on that. Keep, it was just endless. Oh, my gosh. But the the floor was so bad. It, couldn't, I couldn't save it. So. What's the bedroom looking like staple-wise? I feel like it's only on the edges. I feel like the carpet up there was professionally put in, so they didn't staple it to the floor because they knew what they were doing. Uh, that's okay. my guess. I don't so think cool. it was put in by the owner. So. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's still a process, and unfortunately we can't afford real hardwood floor. For now. Yeah, I mean the... We'll do the, the, was the peel and stick. Peel and stick tile, which will last a couple of years, and then hopefully we can save up. It's just because I can't even live with carpet, my allergies are so bad. Since so. we've been downstairs, she's experienced a big difference. Yeah, I haven't so, had to use as many allergy reliefers, relievers. Sure. <laughs> Whatever the word is, and... Hang on, Castle's drinking. She's the loudest drinker of us all. Just go ahead, Castle. We're just in, in the middle of the show. It's fine. No respect. All six of our listeners are going to be endeared to that. So the end result of all this is that you can't come to the living room and watch a movie at night while your wife is asleep because the main room, the living room, is where we sleep. Yeah. So I go up to my office at night and play computer games or something for a little while and then come down. Uh, in the old days, uh, I would, and, and in the future days, I'll come down here and watch whatever movie I want while she's, you know, tucked away in bed. 
But for now, we're here, and this is how we run it until the bedroom's done. Yeah. It's also easier in winter, by the way, to heat the place. Oh, yeah, because that bedroom just leaks heat. That's another yeah. project. <clears throat> we got to find someone... Because we have that, we've discussed the window that needs to be replaced, but now we're thinking, what if we just cover it and not have a window there? Is that yeah, are we possible? required to have a window there, or can we just, yeah. So it'd be a lot cheaper to just get rid of it, to be honest, and not replace it. So that will be a, a future thing once we find out who can do that and give us answers, so... But we got to get into it pretty soon because we need to book those guys. Yeah, because you got to schedule stuff a year in advance these days. Yeah. Like There's not we, enough tradesmen <laughs> for the amount of trade stuff that has to be done. We scheduled our... Well, we didn't schedule the gutters, but it's a work in progress. But I guess because it snowed and stuff, we're kind of put back and... It's Maine. They're slower. All the crazy weather messed with their schedule, too. That's all right. But speaking of construction, there's going to be a lot of construction happening here, too. We are planning multiple buildings. We, we've talked about the village. The, the dilemma is we need more buildings for more animals and for people, but the further down the property we go, the more difficult the logistics become. And we have to make sure we have a way to get down there to them, even in the worst weather and in mud season. So having animals further down is, is really tough. Like down, down the road, when we build a road and we have safe ways to get around in all weather, then we can have animals everywhere. But then water is still an issue. That's on recorded, right? <laughs> animals everywhere. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Not all animals. Just like an appropriate number. But the point is we, we'd be able to use the whole place. But right now we can't. So we're going to end up with a cluster of buildings up near the top that we can easily reach. And everything else is going to be just places where the animals go during the day. Yeah, it's frustrating. And we've discovered with the miniature donkeys that Kara wants to get, I watched a video of a guy that built a little shelter for them. And he was building something small. It was like eight by eight because the, the person he's getting the donkeys from said, you can build a 10 by 20, but they're just going to go huddle together in the corner anyway. So he built a smaller building and he, he also kept the ceiling a little bit lower because he wanted to keep it warmer. And he'd had a history with nurseries with like plant nurseries and the lower the ceiling, the more warmth you able to trap. So, I guess it makes sense. Like, if you have two donkeys in a small building, both generating body heat, yeah, it's easier for them to warm up a small building than a large one. But it has to be tall enough where I can go in and clean it without hurting my back. It has to be tall enough that I can walk into it. True. So you're going to be fine. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. The reason we're talking about the height is I've decided to build a pole barn for the donkeys. That so was our condition. But I do have a backup plan, so it's okay. The worst case scenario, because here's the thing. I don't think we should have donkeys this year. We should recover from last year and, and build more out and get more prepared. But she's on a 
waiting list and donkeys have a gestation period of like, what was it, 11 to 14 months or something? Yeah, it's a long time. and So they don't reliably come up every year. This year, they're expecting some, and next year, they may not. They may not even do it next year. We don't know. Well, all right. Now she's just getting worried well, that it's, it's all going to stop, and the world's going to stop working I mean, if we don't get them right now. But, it's not the... But it is valid that next year, they might not have any, because this, this, it's not a regular clockwork thing. No, it takes a very long time to brew a donkey. <laughs> to breed a donkey. To brew. I like that brew you're gonna brew one up like a cup of coffee yeah brew one up <laughs> so we may get one this year or next year it, it just it, we're kind of at the mercy of the biology of it would be two not just one right they got the impairs so we're looking at like an eight by eight building and we're if, also gonna get an estimate to see because we have an eight by eight building that the sheep are in which the sheep are no longer in because that one time Glasgow refused to get out of the goat house, and now Brian is insistent. It is so that much they, easier. It is, but and because that ice storm we had week week ago, I don't even remember when it was. It wasn't that long ago. It was five thousand years ago. We couldn't get to them to let them out because it was crazy, and we didn't have our yak tracks yet. There are logistical problems with so, that building. It's just in a bad spot. If we could move it. Then we already have, but the question is, how much would that cost? And, and they course, have to go around yeah. because they can't go over the leach fields. So it'd be like a huge to do. The most so. direct path to move that building is directly over our septic leach field. Now, for those of you who don't have a septic system and don't know what that means, it works like this: you, your toilets in your house work the same as everywhere else, but instead of going to the city. For them to treat it, it goes into your septic tank and bacteria breaks it down and biological processes happen and the solid matter stays in the tank and that's what you end up pumping out after a few years. But the liquid overflows and goes through some pipes and the liquid goes through a series of underground pipes in your yard in this one area called the leach field and it just seeps out into the ground. And... You'll notice where the leach field is because the grass will grow really well. That's just gross. Around that. <laughs> but that's the thing is, is it, it just kind of spreads it out. And if you drive anything heavier than a lawnmower over the leach field, it's only about a foot, a foot and a half below the ground. So anything heavy drives over that, you collapse it, and then you have to pay people to dig up the whole area and replace it. Find out exactly what's broken, inspect it, fix it up, make sure it's working right. It's ten to fifteen thousand dollars worth of work if yeah. somebody crushes your your leach field. It's so the guy moving this house, ironically enough, the little machine that lifts up the house and drags it, he could probably drive that over the leach field to be fine. But as soon as he picks up the actual house, yeah. Now he's heavy enough. That 8x8 eight eight building is now heavy enough that he can't go over the leach field. So he'd have to go down the hill, across, and back up. And I don't know how much that's, all things told, are going to cost. But it's, we'll find out. But it's probably more than me building one. So I want to build a pole barn. So it, you basically stick some beams into the ground. And you build the floor on those above the ground and you level it out that way. 
and you put walls on it, you make a building. And I'm going to have to learn these carpentry skills going forward. So we can't just avoid it forever. I'm going to have to learn how to build this stuff. Oh, and yeah. I'll keep it small because it's just two miniature donkeys and they don't need a lot of space to, to live in. They need the, the space that they need is for them to walk around in outside their house. But once they go home for the night, they just need a little space. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to be able to move that building for the money. It's... No, it would probably be cheaper to just get a new 8x8, to be honest. But, I mean, it's worth looking into. I mean, we have We're going to need others anyway. Yeah. But I, the agreement is made. If we're going to have donkeys this year, I'm going to build the pole barn. Right. It, it needs to be done. I need to learn how to do this stuff. And I can't put it off into the year. Yes, I know you need to learn to do this and do it and I'd be so proud of you if you were able to do it you just always complain about time so I just worry about your time I'll take the time because okay. apparently <laughs> we're getting the donkeys this year anyway and we don't have time for that either well knock on wood let's see we don't know I but might go down there while it's still winter and start cutting down some of those trees well that's fine that's and starting the work nothing's stopping that yeah it's just Winter's hard. You're constantly thinking about the windows of opportunity in the warmer months. And you want to do things like fencing if you can during mud season because the ground is soft. And there's certain things that can be done certain times of year. And winter just shuts down so many things. Yeah, people don't want to come out. And it's just, it's just harder. Cause people it, hibernate. It weighs on you. You got your seasonal disorders and your and it, after being out in the cold for so long you feel drained because your body is working so hard to keep you warm so it is a thing it's it's hard in winter. yeah you're actually burning more calories by being outside just to generate heat and i feel like i've gained weight everyone gains weight during winter because your body is telling you I need more calories because I'm so cold and you're doing too much. So it's like, ugh. Yeah, because the, the walking around in the cold <laughs> does not burn as many calories as exercise. <laughs> so. <laughs> but you're so cold and you're shivering and that's, I don't know. There's this, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not. Uh, oh, it counts. It, it totally counts. But it's not the same as going to the gym. You can't well, skip your gym membership and just be outside all the time in winter. I mean, you could if you're doing, like, skiing or snowboarding. But that's exercise. Well, yeah. But if you're building stuff constantly, that's, that's also awesome. exercise. Yeah. Exactly. But just standing outside is not going to well, yeah. be a, the well, same as the gym. Who stands just outside? We were telling people that, like, when you're outside, your body does burn calories to keep you warm. That well, is a fact. Yeah. But it's not that many. So don't don't think you can just go stand outside and be cold. And lose weight. Oh no, we're not. Yeah, no. You gotta actually be doing stuff. Like you can come over here and clean some animal houses. That'll burn yeah, a couple calories. Get your heart rate up. <laughs> we're that's, always welcoming volunteers. That's an aggravating thing as well because if you start really working, you end up taking your layers off, and then as soon as you finish your job, your work. You're walking around feeling totally normal, and then your body cools down, and you suddenly feel really cold. 
Yeah, I think <laughs> Go the, grab only, your layers. the only layer I've ever taken off, because maybe the sun was out for once, because it's not normally out, would be my hat. But other than that, I don't really... It's snow shoveling that really gets it. When you're, when you're actually, in the winter, when you're, when you're shoveling snow, you'll work up enough of a... Well, normally be a sweat, but in the winter it's not. But you end up taking layers off. I've I've gotten to the point when we were living in Bath where I was shoveling and I got down to a t-shirt. And then the moment I stopped shoveling, I was like, Hope, oh, where did I leave my stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and don't don't lay yourself in a place where you can get wet, because then you because if you if you uh, actually do break a sweat, if you're working hard enough and the temperature's right, once you cool down, now you've got moisture on you. Yeah, you wanna change right away so you don't Yeah get sick you don't want to be wet and and cold if you can help it yeah it's never a good combo yeah so what else are we going to do with the property we're going to clear land obviously we're going to fence more we're going to build a building for the donkeys donkeys we so we're having a, our first fundraiser of the year on saturday to try to raise money to get our people building because we want a building in the middle of everything that we can host events during all seasons so we could do coloring with goats and goat yoga and stuff all year round so we can have a building for that it would be awesome and it'll be closed off when there aren't events so it won't create won't get the wear and tear. It won't get the wear and tear, and it won't have, like, all animals in it all the time. Right. It won't be filled with bedding and animal poo. Right. <laughs> I mean, bit, there's always going to be poo. The, our biggest... I got to do, like, a segment. Poo or mud? Poo or mud? Because it's always the question <laughs> I'm asking myself. Is this poo or is it mud? 30 seconds poo. after she has the people building <laughs> place, she's going to start talking about putting animals in there. <laughs> well, no. I mean, you are. there's always more goats we need, but goats, more goats, more sheep, the donkeys and the pigs. We are going to get more chickens. We are thinking about getting more chickens. I got to do, I, I know, chicken math, right? I love my chickens. So Except we're not doing chicken math. We're actually choosing a number of chickens on purpose. Well, yeah, because if we open more land up, we need more tick finders and a duck's they're good, but how far will they go? We don't know. Not like the chickens. The chickens are much better with the ticks than the ducks are. The ducks do eat ticks, but chickens are better. Yeah. And if you want to be really, really cool about it, you get guinea fowl, but they are loud and they're jerks. And they're not pretty. They're not even pretty. They're not cute. I don't I don't. If you're going to be a jerk, you could at least be pretty, but no. I don't think they'd be very friendly and cuddly, so... Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> We're not going to go there. And all of our neighbors for a mile radius <laughs> would know that we have guinea hens. Yeah. I mean, they already know that we have ducks and chickens. and He worries about the donkeys being so loud. But I'm like, have you been out there during the day? Because our ducks and our chickens, when they lay an egg, or our goats are super loud. And our sheep, when everyone leaves Aaron... Her brothers tend to wander off and not tell her that they're leaving. She gets so upset and is very loud about it. So <laughs> it's like, I don't think it's going to matter at this point. <laughs> there was only one time I heard about guinea fowl 
where I thought it was a really good decision because I was talking to somebody at the grocery store in the line and she said that her community, her neighbors and herself had all talked about it and somebody got guinea fowl to patrol the area and take care of ticks in the whole area. Mm. And those guinea fowl free range over multiple people's property because they all talked about it beforehand and they all agreed to it. And so the guinea fowl are taking care of the tick problem for like several people's properties. Yeah. And they're loud, but everybody knew that. Mm. So like, all right, so you've got informed consent and ticks are gone. So everybody's happy. So that that worked out. So I think our neighbors when we first moved in like, please don't get a guinea fowl, right? Oh yeah, we talked yeah. about it because we'd mentioned that that people told us about it, but they're so loud that we're not gonna do it. And she's like, Oh, thank God. Please do <laughs> <laughs> They're famously loud. Yeah. And, uh, and I've never heard them personally, but from the way other people react when you talk, like people who have heard them, it it's must it must be so much louder than we think it is. Yeah, I don't even know. So there is that. So we're looking into chickens. I gotta figure out which kinds I'd want. So we're going by egg color. Well, I like the color flags. We have a lot of brown layers. Which are pretty because they're different shades, but I really love like the olivegers, the greens and blues. So I'm gonna try to focus on that and see what I can come up with. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. We do have more capacity. I might I mean, have we to can make some changes to the coop, but we have capacity for more chickens. Definitely in there. hold a lot more chickens in there, and the more there are, the warmer it will be. So there is that aspect. Yeah, but we need to change the way it's laid out. Like I put some shelves along the wall and our chickens walk on shelves instead of roosting on branches or two by fours or whatever. And we're going to change it and we're going to move to a roosting model so that the chickens actually have something to, to walk on. Well, they'll have options. Some of the shelves are not shelves. They're, they're like part of the construction. So yeah. they're going to be there. Uh, but some of them are going to get removed and replaced. And, th yeah, the end result will be some of the chickens will be on a shelf and some of them will be on a roost. We'll see what they like. Because some of them sleep in the nesting box and poo all over it. And yeah. that's fun. So our chickens are kind of weird. We'll have to get more but... organized with the nesting boxes <laughs> and we get more chickens too. Yeah. But, I mean, they've been pretty good. I love my chickies. So they we'll haven't see. been that much trouble, really. They've been... He says they're easier than ducks, yeah. but I don't know because we've got to clean their butts. We don't have, we've never had to clean a duck butt. Yeah, but the ducks require <laughs> daily infrastructure and water. Yes. That the chickens don't require. That's true. You just have to protect the chickens and clean up after them. You don't have to give them know. places I feel like to they're bathe. Both, well, you do because dust baths, but that's not the same. But we neglected our dust baths this winter because totally spaced on it to be honest we have the stuff for it we're gonna build now that's like february right i mean why what's the point i've got the sand we got the we got the dirt it's frozen though but i feel like if we put it in the sink overnight that was an idea i had or a farm sink yeah we bought some garden soil <sighs> to mix with sand so they can do their dust baths 
and it was frozen solid when I got it from the Home Depot. It was completely frozen solid. And not have any inside? No. Really? Probably, but I, I went outside. <laughs> I guess I should have gone on that trip, but here we are. I went outside where this outside stuff is. I'm sorry. So I put it inside so it would thaw, <laughs> and it thawed. But the thing is, the reason it's frozen is because it has moisture. And then when it melts, it just drips on the floor. It was leaking all over the kitchen floor. And you don't want leaks on your kitchen floor because... No. Well, the pantry. But yeah. Well, it's technically still the kitchen. Because it's the same floor. Yeah. where all my work stuff is. So I think if we put it in the sink and thaw it, it'll be good. So we're going to mix sand, soil, and some of the... What is that stuff called? There's like lime. It's not lime, but the good stuff that takes bugs away. Diamond or whatever, earth or something. Well, we have DE, but we also have the green green stuff. I'll put that in the description. Better. I can't pronounce it, but I'll get the pronunciation and I'll put it in the description <laughs> so you know what it is. It's dio something earth. Yeah, dio It's like a Greek word. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. We'll, I'll put it in the description. You'll be fine. <laughs> but there's this other stuff you can use, too. It's not actual lime. It's not going to hurt anyone. It's The company is called lime, but that will also be in the description. I'll send it to him. Yeah. He'll do it. We'll, we'll list the mixture. It's good stuff. But what are, tell them what dust, dust baths are. Oh, so because chickens, except for our one chicken, Paisley, who doesn't, she actually goes into a water bath and is weird. But besides her, <laughs> chickens normally don't bathe in water. They take dust baths, which means they kind of cover themselves in dirt or sand and ruffle their feathers, if you want to say, and it helps them get clean somehow. I, I mean, I don't know how that really works, but it takes away all their their itchies. Like, chickens have dander, like cats or dogs, because if you clean up after them, you'll see these white specks, and it's dander from their feathers. So, to get some of that off and kind of feel good they especially in the spring and summer they'll go find a nice dirt pile and do that like pigs i guess it helps them that's why chickens will sometimes dig a big hole that looks like a blast crater <laughs> they're they're trying to get the dirt tilled up so they can use it and it's, it's just a way of keeping themselves clean yeah so they, you have to provide them with something, some environment something. that they can do that in that's easy for them. I totally spaced on that this winter. Well, honestly, they're they're actually going under the duck house, which is dirt. It's a real problem. I'm going to have to. <laughs> it's dirt filled and they've been going there to take yeah. their dust baths. So the duck house <laughs> was here before we bought the property and it's up on rocks and was it's it's basically a it's a wooden building what 10 by 12 i think it's 10 by 16 10 by 16 sorry so it's it's decent size but it's on rock posts imagine and it's 
old and it's rotting and, and after we kept ducks in there, the moisture in there all the time is attacking it more. It's lasting longer than it would have because Kara paints everything all the time. Well, they also didn't, it's lopsided too. They did not do a platform underneath. They didn't. Yeah, we do gravel pads, pads for our buildings, which is just the guy digs it up with an excavator, he puts gravel in there, and he compacts it. They did not put these buildings, the previous owners did not put the buildings on level ground. They just put rocks or concrete blocks underneath to yeah. think, oh, this so is it good was, enough. It was probably level when they did it, but as time goes by, it settles. And it's not level anymore. So if you're going to do something like that, you need to go below the frost line so it's stable. That's why I'm thinking about a pole barn. So I can go down below the frost line and the building will remain stable. The other option is a gravel pad like we've done with our buildings. But the duck house predates all that. And there's rocks stacked up all around it, but they're not... There's holes in them. They're used and to be. So the chickens go right in there and they hang out underneath the building. And I think Scotland, our, our youngest puppy, I think he's going in there. I think that's where he's getting the eggs. I think that's what it was too. Right? Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. Kara theorized today <laughs> that some of the chickens are going underneath the duck house to lay eggs because Scotland keeps coming back. When we let him out the back, he keeps coming back with a frozen egg. Yeah. And, that must be where he's getting them. It has to be. There's no other... This summer, I am sealing that. I don't know how yeah. I'm going to do it, but I'm sealing it. Well, we're going to use those little... No, I'm just going to use... Mm -hmm. use dirt and rocks. Well, we tried the rocks. So the problem... There were rocks piled up that they couldn't get in, but we have sheep who like to veg there, and they are kind of big, and when they lay against it, the rocks fall away. So Yeah, so you've got the, the <laughs> rocks that the building is set on. So it's and not, then you've got rocks just piled up carefully in a wall around it that yeah, are not load bearing. They but, did not like concrete between them, yeah. which they really should have done. So basically anybody can walk up to these rocks and push on them and they fall over. Except <laughs> for the ones the building's actually resting on. So it's not sealed all the way around. So I might just, I don't know, maybe I'll throw compost in there or something. The solution to everything is compost. I'll put compost into all the things oh, that, that need to be filled. No. That's not <laughs> going to work. That's going to be stinky and there's no point. But we do need to seal that up so that nobody goes underneath that building and it'll keep it warmer in the winter as well. I feel like my lattice things, you know, those lattice the plastic barriers lattice? would work. Perfect. If we so. can manage to install it, because it's not, I mean, it's, be it's in a regular pattern. Well, yeah, we move all the rocks out and then just put that there. Is the theory. I'm all for it. We'll see. But we'll probably have to stack something else up too. Well, probably. We'll yeah. we'll see what happens. We'll try it. <laughs> Everything is prototypes on a farm. Yeah. You try something. If it doesn't work, you revisit it and you try something else. Or you just forget about it and be like, it's good enough. <laughs> good enough. A lot of times you'll have like two or three different ideas for how to solve something. You just pick one. And if that doesn't work, you go to the other one. And one of them is going to work. You know, it's better Hopefully. to have more ideas than less. Yeah. 
Yeah, hopefully. Now, I'm being optimistic. They're, one of the ideas is going to work. <laughs> but there's two of us. We can figure it out. If, if one person's solution doesn't work, the other person's solution will work. 100% total. Sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> there's two of us. That's like an automatic do-over on every plan. Mm. The other person can also make a plan. Well, I always make a plan, but you never like my plans. You don't like mine either. <laughs> we I'm, divide up our skills. I'm the realist. We divide up according to our skills. But there's going to be a lot of construction this summer and a lot of clearing of land. Any tree smaller than a certain amount is going to be dropped by me. If it's big enough, I'll get a professional to do it. Because trees can be dangerous when they get big. Or the small ones, I'll even drop them. Sorry, right. I've done it. Yeah, some of the, this property has been logged before, so we have big like trees tiny, and a, tiny ones a bunch of tiny trees. Yeah, one of those reciprocal saws too. I'm not not capable of using. I'm sure everyone's. Like, you can do it. You can use a chainsaw, but it probably does it vibrate more than a reciprocal saw. I don't know. No, it doesn't. Well, then maybe I do do a chainsaw. Well, a reciprocal saw, by its definition, yeah, the tool it's itself the it's tool terrible. itself is vibrating. With a chainsaw, it doesn't vibrate or, or do anything like that until you... You're not going to feel anything until you start biting in the wood. Yeah, so that's also a problem. There's got, we, have, we also have a pruner, so anything small that I can cut with a pruner with one hand, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's just a matter of, it'll be a lot doing of work. The work. And we always need volunteers and hopefully now that we have our 501c3 and trying to get more people involved and we have more of a community building, hopefully we can have volunteers. We'll do like pizza day, like he came up with painting and pizza, so if you come and paint we can do pizza lunch or something. I mean there will be incentives. We're not going to leave you empty-handed. Yeah, even if you're we're volunteering. Not, we're not that type of people. Even if you're volunteering, we're going to make sure we take care of you. And the goal is to basically get this place built up so that people can come here. Yeah, that's the whole goal. We want it looking nice because we don't want it looking like it is. It's, it's going to be different from a lot of <laughs> other farms because our goal is to for people that have trauma to come and decompress so we need to build things that facilitate that but we're starting from zero so we kind of have to build with all no the money so it, yeah we've started this non-profit going back to the non-profit stuff started it with no money and it's almost impossible to do that but we're trudging along so Bear with us. Once we have a certain amount of it built, everybody's going to look at it and go, oh, yeah, of course. Of course you're doing that. If you but build it, they <laughs> It's always tough in the beginning. Unless you have investors and stuff yeah. in the beginning. It's always tough because people can't see what you're trying to do when you're still trying to break ground in certain areas. Yeah. But we're over an hour. And our six or seven listeners have things to do yeah and it's time to do all the things feed the dogs put everyone to bed eat dinner go to bed so <laughs> it's four o'clock it's that time yeah. <laughs>
the sunset is moving closer to five. Yes. So our schedule's changing with the sunset. Bit. Slowly but surely, we're getting getting there. More daylight. All right. So we'll see you next week, and have a good whatever you're doing. Bye.